I want you to get your Bible open to 1 Kings chapter 12 today. The sermon that I do in person is always different than the one that I do um, online. So whenever you come to this service, you're going to hear a different message. So I want you to get your, your, your Bible open to the book of 1 Kings, and I want to talk to you for just a few minutes about something that has been on my mind for a while. Each of these first Sunday services will have a unique sermon. I want to go back and talk to you, remind you what we talked about the last few weeks. In June, we asked you a question, what are you afraid of? And we talked about fear. The next sermon was in July. We talked about what will you give up? I asked you, what will you surrender? What are you afraid of? What has you intimidated? What has you bothered? I want you to look, take a picture of that. I want you to think about it. You're never going to get free until you admit this intimidates me. Could be education, could be money, could be dating, could be whatever. I want you to think about what you're afraid of and be honest. Secondly, I talked about what will you give up. You have to decide what you will give up. We gave up meeting inside for a reason. There are things you have to give up for a season. There are things you have to do for the bigger cause. I'm not talking down anybody else who's doing it, but we're just too big. It won't work for us in our space. So we had to give that up for now, just for now. Find other ways. Some people want something, but they don't want to give up anything. You want to have success, but you don't want to do the work. If you're going to be successful in any area of your life, you have to have give-ups. Third question, which I'm going to ask today, is this. How do you plan during difficult seasons? I'm sorry, that was the week before last week. How do you plan during difficult seasons? We talked about that. And there were three things uh, that we talked about last time we were together in uh, August. Check your facts, check your ability, and your plans. You might be surprised. I forgot there was an August. Time going by so fast. But last month was not September. This is September. Amen to that. Last month, we asked you about checking your seasons, checking your life, find out how to get to where you want to be. If you want to get to where you want to be, you've got to check your facts, you've got to check your ability, and you've got to check your plans. What is your plan? So here are the three questions again. What are you afraid of? What will you give up? And then in August, that's last month, how do, you, how do your plans, how do you plan during difficult seasons? Here's how you plan. You check your facts, you check your ability, and you check your plans. We have worked hard as a church to do that. We've worked hard to check our plans, and in November, we're going to have a membership meeting, I believe. And I'm going to do it online, and I want all of you to tune in. And we're going to talk about where we're going. We're going to talk about what our future dreams are. We're going to talk about how we're going to get there. We're going to have a mixture, in person, online, small groups. It's going to be a mixture of all kinds of things. This Thursday is a sample of it. I'm doing a class on boundaries, the book by Townsend. It is absolutely phenomenal. It's blessing my life. I want you to use a three-part series. This is a sample of some of the things we're going to do, in person, 
online. It's going to be a mixture from now on. We're going to always be a fidgetal church. We've always been fidgetal, which means physical and digital, but we're going to be even more so. We're going to do things inside and outside. You're going to see us have concerts up here. We got, we're working on outside concerts. We're going to do all we can to plan and build the future because we're not done yet and we're not dead. Can I get an amen to that? The question for this week is a little bit different. It's centered around a word, opportunities. I believe in life you can miss opportunities. So here's my question for September. What opportunities will you miss? In your life, there will come opportunities that will be presented to you. And if you're not careful, you'll miss it. You can miss a relationship, a job. You can miss a level of health. Some of you are all broke up and you're not supposed to be. only reason you all broke up is because you won't try. You won't try to do better. There's a level of wealth that you can have. But you will never have it the way you think. You're going to have to give up the way you think in order to have the wealth you need in your life. Your family's going to suffer. You're going to always be trying to get gas money. You're praying now that the car don't run out of gas. You're praying now. That should not be so. Dan was talking about those books we're going to give away if you don't have any money. Those books are $5. $5. Now, I believe God can bless you with $5. Now, if you don't have it, it's okay. We'll give it to you. But here's the deal. You need to believe God that if you don't have that $5 a day, get the book for free. But next year this time, you're going to be blessed. And God's going to prosper you where you don't have issues. See, I believe that some of us, I heard one horn back there, that's good. Somebody has a dream. But that dream will never come true unless you change and take full advantage of your opportunities. Now, I want to tell you a story. It's in the Bible. It's in 1 Kings chapter 12. And I want to read one verse to you, and then I'm going to summarize the rest. 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 1. It's a story about a guy named Rehoboam. Rehoboam, R-E-H, and then you got the O-Boam, Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the son of Solomon, and Solomon has died. When Solomon died, Rehoboam was the next in line to be king. He had a smooth ride to the kingdom. Nobody was going to oppose him. Nobody wanted his job. It was offered to him. And Solomon was one of the richest men in the world. Now, this was an opportunity, an opportunity given to him. Now, I want you to listen to what the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 1. Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all, all Israel had gone there to make him king. Everybody went to Shechem for one purpose, to make him king. This is his moment, his opportunity. Nobody else wanted it. Now watch this. Verse 2. When Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, heard this, <clears throat> he was still in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon. Now there's another guy introduced here named Jeroboam. Now don't get confused. Rehoboam, Jeroboam, two different guys. Jeroboam is the guy who ran from King Solomon because the prophets declared that Jeroboam would maybe one day be king. When it was known by the king, Jeroboam took off and ran. Jeroboam didn't want to be king. Jeroboam didn't have to be king. 
That was just the prophet's dream of what he felt God said about Jeroboam's future. Well, Jeroboam was hiding, and so now Rehoboam is about to be made king. So everybody tells Jeroboam, hey, you know, they're about to make Rehoboam king. Uh, you can come on back and uh, maybe just help us talk to the new king. So Jeroboam and some guys decide to try to talk to Rehoboam, the guy that's about to be king. Now watch what happens. This is down chapter 1 Kings 12. Now we're in verse 3. So they, they sent to Jeroboam, and he and the whole assembly of Israel went to Rehoboam and said to him, here's what they say, and I'm almost done. Verse 4, your father put a heavy yoke on us. Your father was hard to work for. Now, this is important because Solomon was wise, but Solomon had some issues. He had some women issues. The Bible said he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. That's a man with a woman problem. They talked to him and said, your daddy was tough. Women was an issue, and he was hard on staff. He made everybody work too many hours. He exhausted people. He didn't care about your home life. He had you working 70 hours a week. He was a heavy taskmaster. Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now if you would lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke, he put on us, we'll serve you. Now, what you think about that? This is an opportunity. All they want him to do is be nice. That's all you want from some people, right? Just be nice. That's all they ask. They didn't ask, they didn't ask for money. They, they just said if you could just kind of maybe go from 70 hours to 60, maybe 50 on some weekends. Maybe we can get a day off. That's all they wanted. They didn't ask for anything else. They didn't ask for a raise. They didn't ask for better housing. They didn't ask for a better Social Security plan. They didn't ask for anything. They said, if you could just be nicer. Well, what's interesting is, I would think that's easy. It's an opportunity. You ever had an easy opportunity? I call it low fruit. It's easy. All you got to do is say yes. Sure, I can do that. Now, what's interesting is, he decides... You guys go come back in a few days. Let me think about it. So they, they say, okay. He said he need to think about it. He need to think about it. He's not sure yet he can be nice. He need to go think about being nice, sir. Now, you, I want you to hear this. He's got to go think about being nice, sir. So they, they say, okay. So he goes and he talks to the older guys and say, hey, you know, the guys who used to work for his daddy, Solomon, he said, you heard what they said. They said they want us uh, uh, to me to be nice, sir. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? And what's interesting is when he went to the older men, he had really already decided he wasn't going to listen to them, just for the record. If you're reading the text there, if you read on through the story, you'll notice he wasn't really interested. He just wanted to be polite and talk to them and say, okay, what do you think, older people? And the older people said, <clears throat> we think they're right. Your daddy was tough on all of us. You need to listen to what these people told you. And they said they'll serve you. It's an opportunity. All you got to do is be nice. So then after he listened to the older people, he went to his, his hood. He went to the people who was his friends, his buddies, and buddettes, and said, all right, man, you heard what she said, man. He said, talking about being nice to these folks. What do you think about that? Well, here's what happened. They said, man, please, you must be kidding. 
You need to be harder than your daddy. You need to put your thumb on their neck. I mean, he just listened to the wrong people. And here's what happened. He listened to the wrong people, and he made a dumb decision, and he lost an opportunity. Let me say that to you. You can miss an opportunity because you keep listening to the wrong people. You've given the wrong people in your life too much influence. You've allowed the wrong people to speak to you, and you cut out the wise people. Think about this for a minute. You cut out the people that don't say what you want them to say. You cut out the people that won't give you advice, strong advice. In this season, people don't want to hear good advice. And you're watching it unfold right in front of your eyes. You're listening to people who don't have any experience. People who, these young men were untrained. They had no experience. These older guys knew. Now, I'm not saying young people don't have experience and aren't wise. In this case, these were foolish young people. So what happens? He goes back and he tells them, I'm not going to change. I'm going to be harder than my father. And there's an incredible thing is said in the text, if you read on down. When they listened to him, they said, what's in it for us then? We have no future in David. There's no future for us following you. So you know what they all did? They followed Jeroboam. There were 12 tribes in Israel. Ten went with Jeroboam, and two went with Rehoboam. And they almost had a war over it. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. This guy had everything in his hands. Here's a question. What do you have in your hands? Right now, what opportunities do you have? You got a job, and you're going on that job with an attitude. <laughs> really? Hey, come on. This is an opportunity. You're going to lose your job because they won't do everything you say? It's an easy opportunity. It's low fruit. He lost everything. And that was what the prophet told Jeroboam years ago. He said, one day, you're going to have ten tribes, and one day, he's going to only have two. Jeroboam didn't know how it was going to happen. See, here's what I believe. What God has for you, nobody can take it from you. It may not come today. It may not come when you want it. But God has a job and a promotion and an opportunity for you. The main thing you need is a good attitude. Come on, everybody honk on that one. That's a good point. Come on, amen. Now, there's a lot more I can say. But mo most of the time, preachers talk too long. So what I'm going to do is put a comma right there. I want you to think about what I said to you today. I want you to look at your opportunities, what's in your hands. You got a job, that's an opportunity. You have a marriage, that's an opportunity. You have some good health, that's an opportunity. You have a few dollars in the bank, that's an opportunity. What you have right now, as we close out, I want you to think about this. What, are you going to, what, what opportunity are you going to miss? Because you won't think about. You will not reconsider your attitude. You won't reconsider your approach. You want to go talk to the wrong people. If that's your life, I want you to think with me as I close in prayer. God is able to do more than you can imagine if your heart's open, if your mind's open. But if you're not careful, you'll miss an opportunity. Sometimes I look at my wife's face and, and we're at that moment of a disagreement. Right on the verge. I know she's wrong. I know I'm right. <laughs> At least I think so. But there's an opportunity. 
step over an issue and love them. Turn left and don't, don't turn, don't turn that way. Just turn the other way. Get off that subject. Move on. Opportunity. Say, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. An opportunity. What opportunity will you miss? Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for those that are here and those that are home who are about to miss an opportunity. They're about to miss a chance to be blessed because of a bad attitude, because they won't forgive, because they're holding on to a grudge. Father, I pray for all of us to not miss your best. May we be blessable people, people who understand the power of living above foolishness, who rise above and who trust you. And I declare over this church a blessing. Every member, every visitor, every friend, I declare blessing, peace, rest, confidence in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I want to pray for the sick, those who are physically challenged. I lift up every person in this church who's had COVID. Every person in this church is recovering. I pray for all those, Lord God, who lost loved ones. I pray for all of this city that's going through this transition right now. I pray for the churches, Lord God, that are making that hard decision. They're trying to decide whether to go in or out. Give them wisdom. We pray for our decision. Bless us as we go forward. Give us wisdom. We trust you in this season. We will not miss this opportunity to see God's blessing in our life. Every hand lifted in every car. I speak blessing upon each person. And I speak healing in each home. And I declare that we leave here safe and blessed and victorious. These days will pass in Jesus' name. Amen.